Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Clyde Eye Podcast. I'm Tom and Neil, say hello. Hello, Neil. How's that? Tom? How are you doing today? Is that, one, is that one still working? Um, I am doing fine. How are you? I've been off for. Uh... Well, as you know, I had COVID last week, so I was off all last yes. week. And then this week, I'd actually taken vacation days. So I haven't been to work for like almost two weeks now. It's uh, Yes, I'm, Neil I'm... is apparently recovered from COVID. Stop sending me your resumes, you, you freaking vultures. What? I'm not looking for a new partner. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. That's nice. Yes, yes. It was never that bad to begin yes. with. I was, you know. Yes. And of course, okay, so you can, you can reach us, of course, at punctuallydie77 at Gmail and the Punctuallydie podcast group and the... Our punk tie die on Facebook and the punk tie die face podcast group. Jesus <laughs> Christ, man, spit it out! All right, forget it. Listen, <laughs> it's like so Neil, we've had a couple. Our last couple of episodes has been just you and I, so we're back on the. I think we're going to have go through another kind of guest heavy period here. Yep. Today's guest is making his second appearance. Neil, he is. He is a record label owner. He is an artist. He's a bass player. I believe he's a grocer, but I'm not. I don't know if that's still true or not. He is. Uh, he's, he's many things. He's sort of our emissary on the left coast to keep us up uh, with what's going on in the land of fruits and nuts. We welcome Jesus. back. <laughs> Too harsh. Yeah, it's good though, man. It's a that's professional. Is it is it Richardson or Richards? I can never remember. Richardson. Is it, is Rich, it, is it, <clears throat> that would be Richardson. Richardson. So we have with us Jason Richardson, or Richie as his friends call him, and I definitely think we could call him a friend. So how you doing, Richie, man? It's good to have you back. Uh, thank you. It's really good to be back. Uh, doing quite well. Thank you. That's so, good. So, so Tom, talk- t- Tom, Tom, yes. the, the last time we spoke to Jason, yes, it was episode 34. I was going to ask you, you're, since you're a historian, and, 34. Boy, and that's a lot of episodes under the bridge. That was April 2020. So COVID had just started, and we were not to know yet the the, oh, the, it, the horrible it thing April? it was to become. It was April So we April thought it was just going to be a quick – we thought it was kind of going to be a quick thing and be done. Right. Exactly. And here we are two <laughs> years later. What I have – what I remember is – you would just kind of start the label and you put, if I remember right, you put three records out and they were, and Neil and I were just raving over how good they were. One was the reissue of the Smog Town Fears of the New Wave. The other one was the Gross Pluter album, which both of us had on our sort of top end, top 10 year end list. And the other one was kind of a, a post punk band called, what was it called? Frontiers or what was the, what was the, oh, <clears throat> well, actually, I was on my fourth release at the time. Uh, the first release I did was Frontier Club. Um, Frontier Club. Inch. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, which uh, is super awesome. And then I followed that up with the Dogs um, retrospective. The LP. Dogs, that's right. And and then um, with a little bit of little bit of success off of those, um, did the Smog Town Gross Polluter back to back. And yep. um, two weeks after those were released, we went into lockdown. So all the tours were canceled. Um, all my avenues of promotion were um, to the wind. So, um. that sucks. so, so did you, over the last couple of years, have you been kind of working behind the scenes or have you just been sort of laying low waiting to see what happens, knowing that it's very difficult to make records right now anyway? Um, well, at the time I was thinking that, you know, we had talked a couple of weeks in and we were laughing, you know, Oh, kind of felt like it was going to blow over. And then after that, that was, you know, pre second wave and pre Omicron. And so Ninth wave or whatever on now. Yeah. And, and, you know, 
I was watching venues close and friends that own bars. And, you know, I watched my, my wife originally lost her livelihood. She was a, a hairdresser at the time. Mm. So it was like, wow, you know, this is, this is kind of serious. And, um, so it, 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 it was a, you know, it was a hard time. Um, especially being a new label. Um, yeah. I had all these grand ambitions and, you know, throwing out, uh, as a, you know, an independent throwing out pretty much all my savings to put out two releases at once. Um, it was very ambitious. And then to not be able to have your band, you know, obviously smog town was a, another retro, uh, a, re-release of a album that it was the 20 year anniversary yep and then to have their band their new band with their first lp who didn't have the the name recognition at the time um you know to kind of follow that up and then not be able to tour uh it was kind of kind of devastating um so you know all all we could do at the time was weight and everything that was in the queue kind of had to be put on hold and then um there was a lot of well you know how long is this going to last and i'm not recouping the funds as quickly as i um imagined and so uh it's been it's been trying um but at the same time um they have Smogtown and Chris Bluter have a good, strong um, fan base, and um, we're getting there. And now that the uh, country's kind of opening up, we got they're doing more shows. They just actually had – it's funny this comes up. Um, just this past weekend, they had a really awesome matinee at Alex's booked with a local hardcore band, um, Long Beach hardcore band, Dissension. They've been around – since uh, the early 80s um and then dr no with brandon cruz mm. and that was going to be a, a nice awesome um but uh the day before um brandon contracted covid so they uh. um, kind of put the kibosh on everything and now we're back to talking about covid again so it's um it's a love hate kind of thing but the the good news is it seems like everybody's getting it, but even but the ERs are not full and the death toll it's not killing anybody. Um, it's been well, it it's been around it, enough. It seems like our systems are, can handle it at this point. I think is the good news. It still sucks, but and I think that was a, originally what the whole you know vaccine and all that kind of was meant to do. And I think that there's a you know they kept talking about herd mentality, uh, herd mentality. Uh, you know, immunity. Herd herd immunity, immunity, yeah. And I think it, you know, we're kind of there in that sense. Um, I got it myself. I was double vaxxed and boosted and working uh, in a grocery store. I'm an illustrator for a local grocery store. And um, it just, uh, it, it kind of, you know, I got it, and then after that, I was like, well, it's gone. It's done, because <laughs> I'm not doing anything else. And, you know, um, so it. I'm hoping that this is uh, the light at the end of the tunnel, and, and we can move on to monkeypox. 
So, <laughs> Don't yes. even talk about maybe, fucking monkey Maybe uh, yeah. I see bir- I see bird flu making a strong play. So uh, apparently a local <laughs> eagle has bird flu. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get monkey flu and bird pox. They're gonna exactly. fucking combine them, and we're all gonna die. Yes. It's so crazy. Just. Can everybody stop fucking animals, please? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you mentioned Long Beach, and Alex's, of course, is a very well-known bar. What is is that what you're closest to is, like, Long Beach? And remind us again, because those of us aren't from Southern California, I always struggle with this. Where where are you – what part of SoCal are you actually at? Or where are you in relation to L.A., maybe would be a better question. Okay, so um, Long Beach is kind of, like, obviously along the coastline, but we're pretty dead center – dead center in between um orange county and la uh just along the coastline and i like to think that we're better than both of those um (laughs) we are we we are la county but we're are kind of our own um animal and alex's is probably the the most go-to um you know well-known uh historically punk rock and um shows we have other venues but like i said um covid kind of put the kibosh on quite a few of them we have a new one um right down the street called supply and demand and uh, they've been doing some pretty good shows i actually just went and saw the chisel there um, oh yeah yeah that, oy, that a couple weeks english, ago english band yeah uh, incredible. That guy gets my vote for frontman of the year. Hmm. Um, oh, is, is, is that the, is that the guy from Chubby and the gang or is somebody in there from Chubby and the gang? No, that's, that's Charles, Charles and, uh, a different singer. Charlie plays a guitar in the chisel when he's not touring. I think he's one of the main writers, but, um, oh, but so, he, are, so the singer for Chubby and the gang is the guitar player for the chisel. Yes, and he, okay. I think he sings for Big Cheese, which is their thrash band. But he also was the guitarist for Violent Reaction, and there's just like a whole underground London scene right now. That's what's well, been kind of going on for like the last six to ten years, and um, but just fucking good music, man. Really impressive. <laughs> Chubby and the Gang's actually making way in July, so I'm very much looking forward to um seeing them here as well yeah i don't so, know how, i don't know how underground they are anymore i think in england they're pretty big chubby in the game well, the, well, the, the know, second I album was, i know did well i know you were a big fan of the first album neil but i didn't really hear you talk about the second no album. i didn't i didn't like the second album very much actually i thought the first album was way better than the second one but that's just <laughs> me i'm not going to disagree with you on that um i as, as a sophomore i think they kind of you know, I think they were kind of just a rush, and I think it was another one of those, we're in the middle of COVID, kind of, let's get out another release. But I, I with the amount of touring and the ability to, like, polish up, uh, they just did 10 days in Australia with the Bronx. Um, the hmm. Bronx took them out, and hmm. um, I just, the Bronx to me are just a class act, so I, I can only imagine that they they picked up a few things and... Hmm. Um, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. We should stick a song in, Neil. We should. It's about Let's that talk time. about what kind of songs. I have no idea. R- Richie, what kind of songs did you pick? I have no idea. I don't have the list in front of me. You know, I kind of went all over the place. Uh, a little nostalgic, a little um, new as far as um, what I liked. Um, but I'm going to, you know what? Uh, let's start off with Castillo. Castillo Good. is... Um, 
it's a band that opened up for the chisel there are another members of members of band um i believe definitely la but i think there could be some members uh long beach um just a really really good oi unit i think originally they recorded uh the album they have a one-sided 12 inch it's like five or six song um and it, there's not a bad song on it. Uh, I think it was originally recorded by two members, and then now they have like a full band. Um, mm. But this is called Faded Memories by Castillo. <laughs> Faded Memories by uh, Castillo, and uh, yeah, that's Wait, really good. I actually do you, hear, how, do you hear that intro, Neil? Like he's like he's oh, he's very he, good. Yes, he's like a DJ. His, yeah. It was <laughs> yeah, like yeah, as good as we do it. From what I from what I remember, the last time we did it, Jace, you were kind of nervous, and but now you seem to be like all on top of this shit. 
He's drunk. I think so, yeah. It's that vodka <laughs> he's drinking. <laughs> no, but I, I've been listening to you guys, so I figure, well, if you guys can wing it, I can wing it with you. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're, so we can all kind of and talk shit. So. Oh yeah, that's what we did. The only thing I remember about the first one really is that it was I'm pretty sure it was really long and I think we just went all over the place. Like there was no focus to it. Like we just we tried to cover every single thing that happened in Southern California punk ever over the course well, of Well, that's why I was like, like you know, <laughs> in regards to that it's like um uh, you guys had um I think it was Ricky on mm. and he kept I, when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, my God, that's not how that hurts. Like, he even admitted on the show that he doesn't go to out to live gigs anymore. And I'm like, how are you the reference? I'm like, I'm out there every weekend. Come on. <laughs> well, and the thing with Ricky, Ricky's my dude, and I'm not going to disparage him, but he definitely likes the commercial end of punk rock, you know? I mean, he's into a couple oh. of underground type bands, but he's like a fat guy. You know, he's into fat and epitaph. That kind, you know, that I maybe not exactly, but you know what I mean. So you know what I'm saying. He's into the bigger names. So he likes ska too. And well, <laughs> well that's a <laughs> it's a, a biggest insult. That's a weakness. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, and this no, is come from a guy, and this is come from a guy who likes who likes kelp punk, and I still don't like ska. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, it, it was uh, – we did have a, a meeting of the minds, so we agreed on Chevy and the gang, and we agreed on the chisel, which was – Yeah, that um, was – I remember him uh, mentioning the chisel. Yeah, I remember that. He's, a a he's little like, redemption mm. for him. Yeah. Hey, so oh, – oh, 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 Hold on. Neil, so get, getting back to um, – you were talking about Alex's bar before. Um, I don't know if you remember. About a year ago, actually, I came in. I had to come into Irvine. I came into Irvine for like a week, and uh, I was actually hoping yeah. that we could hang out, but we didn't. But um, – I was going to go to the Doll Hut. Tell me about the Doll Hut. Is that place any good, or is it kind of is it kind of cheesy? Well, let me say this: from years of experience, and I mean, in all my bands, we've always played there at least probably twice or three times. Um, originally, and how it started out was known as Linda's Doll Hut, and Linda was kind of like a steward of the scene. She she was there and host. I mean. You want to talk about seeing some major Orange County history and like, I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard of how seriously small the doll hut was, but you could get like 75 people in their tops. Wow. And in, in the old setup. And um, I mean, I saw the Murder City Devils there. I've seen the Bronx there. And this is all when they were touring bands, but you know, um, you know, I can't even. I, my mind's blanking. There's an incredible amount of history has gone through that um, venue. Um, uh, gosh, I, Battalion of Saints and um, Decry and so many bands. Hmm. Um, was it a strip joint originally or something? I don't believe so. It was kind of like always had. Originally, it had um, kind of like a rockabilly kind of, um, hmm. you know. I, I just hear the name. I'm like, what, what does that name mean? What does that name mean? Yeah, it does sound like a strip club, doesn't it? Doll Hut, yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but, and then, you know, over the years, um, it's gone through several owner changes. And for a while, it really had a bad reputation as a knucklehead bar. And I mean knuckleheads 
Um, <laughs> it, it was it was you know pretty much the Nazi bar of. Oh really? That uh, kind of knucklehead. I thought you were just talking like idiots. Okay. No, well idiots for sure, but like going around special and, special classification of idiots. Yes. Yeah, it was it was not a fun place. Nor did anybody really want to tack their name onto it. Um, from what I understand, I they they're doing they kind of got new owners and are really trying to break that mold. Um, I know that they've kind of do an inside outside thing now. They have an outside stage and mm-hmm. sound and so I think they're kind of trying to break that mold. Um, it's funny because I think if I remember correctly, Neil was going to come out and it was for the Doctor No show then. It was yeah, it was Doctor. No, I think yeah, I, actually there was, there was two. There was two shows. It was going to be like the Doctor No on a Thursday and the Meteors were going to play on the Friday. And yeah, so that Doctor No show, I meant to tell you, but it was there was a big, um, big incident there where there was like fighting the show didn't get canceled but a couple knuckleheads showed up and obviously went after one of the only minorities in the crowd so uh, uh, an incident took place and i think they were quickly put into check by the other local inhabitants and um, it probably wasn't that long neil after we had john the singer the new singer from stog 13 on yeah maybe yeah i don't you, you know him by any chance richie any chance I, I, I don't, I only, well, I don't know him personally. Cause he plays uh, drums and sings in about 10 different bands. I think <laughs> when I can tell. Yeah. He actually plays cause I'm a big post-punk guy as well. And he, yeah. I'm trying to, um, he plays drums in a band called Detoxy. That's and right. Yes, that's right. Detoxy. Yep. That, that release is fantastic. It is so good. I'm a, I'm a big fan um guys in my my old band i played in a band for a while called the wraith out of la um rest in peace davy he just passed away recently and um he, he actually um the guitarist is like hey man you got to check out this band I, I really dig them so and it turned out that that was his band so i really liked the release for sure we got to meet. We I still haven't seen Solid Thirteen play, but we did meet him at Punk Rock Bowling. Nice guy. Yeah, super nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, they're making the rounds right now. I saw something listed not too long ago, so um, I, I was I definitely uh, can't wait to check him out with the the new singer and all. So the record's great. I, I like the record a lot, actually. So all right, Neil, let's play another song. How many songs you bring? You bring like at least a half dozen songs. He I picked assume. seven. Yes, our friend picked okay, seven, no, yeah, which is fine. Then. Yeah, which is Let's fine. Stick another one in there. Yeah. What's next? Uh, so th- this is hitting a little bit of the nostalgic road. Um, this is actually member uh, Ted Hahn from Gross Polluter, the bass player in Smog Town. Uh, this is a band um, that I used to follow and and push a lot uh, back in the day. Uh, they were San Clemente locals and um more more kind of going in with what's going on in society around us just a little bit more political but this is a band called star strangled bastards and the song <laughs> it's a good name title, it's long it's but a, it's good it's a great name great band um and uh, it, this one is called unacceptable Eighty-three sixty-two, twenty-eight to a vehicle. Nine zero zero, North Miami Beach Boulevard. 
All right, that was Star Strangled Bastards with Unacceptable. I was funny. I was I was trying to find where they say unacceptable in the song because they keep saying Star Strangled Bastards in the song, right? So I just thought that's what it was called. So I couldn't like when I looked when he looked it mm. up and tried to find unacceptable, I couldn't find the damn thing. Mm. So so you mentioned uh it was a, while, a little bit back now that you had some stuff in the in the hopper that you wanted to work on and then the covid stuff kind of wiped you out or at least put a delay on it did some of that stuff not survive i mean did is is all that stuff still on your plate or did some of it is just not going to happen and you're prioritizing or how's that working with what what's coming up next for garage rock well it's just kind of at this point it like some stuff has kind of been put on the back burner some stuff's not necessarily gone away um i just had to like kind of prioritize in what was going to keep you know the label afloat more more you know and try and in the immediate um because when during covid when the um when the uh i'm sorry i lost my train of thought i got a message and it totally distracted me (laughs) um i I apologize uh that's all right we can we can see we can see you struggling it's fun (laughs) Oh God! So yeah, it's been um. His head's gonna explode. Because um, uh, I wanted to do, I'm in the process of uh, working with um, a band from Sweden right now. Um, I think I might have played them the last time, um, but a band from Sweden that did a lot of stuff during COVID. Um, they had like a ten year hiatus and came back really strong um, in that time. Um, they put out, uh, I, I did a digital release with them, kind of help them get back. Um, uh, uh, they're called Cut City, and we did the um, Reckless three-song um, uh, digital release, and then they just did a, another uh, seven-inch thereafter, and then I'm planning on putting out the full length coming out. It's called Tape Days. Um, mm. That goes into production after um, the Slaughter Boys uh, LP comes out. So there is a little bit of a lineage. A couple of things that have kind of fallen in the place or are falling in the place um, might nudge out um, this or that. But I, I have kind of like an order, uh, at least a mental order. And you know, as long as um, as long as things pick up speed again, I think we're going to be okay. And it might just take a long with the way the final pressing is going. It's just um, gotten more and more backlogged, and um, you know, more expensive. There's less run of material, um, but I, I've just got some really good news in the last couple weeks, and um, I think that. Uh, for the independent side of things, I think there's some good news coming. I know of several record pressing plants that are going to be opening here shortly, and that's really? going like to open new, up like brand new or like like brand new. You heard it here first, wow. so it's um. Wow, no and the two that I know of are going to be dr- working directly with just strictly independent artists. So. Um, that's what that's and, what they say until until Taylor Swift shows up and said, "I need eight hundred thousand copies of this record." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think these guys yeah, the need to be true to their word and 
And uh, so I'm expecting good things and hopefully for the independence sake, because they've always been independent. I think that um, I think that's going to take a little bit of the, the pressure off, which will, you know, I and I hope that comes to fruition. Uh, it's it's long overdue. And, you know, I mean, so my normal pressing plant just stopped taking orders altogether and I've left several messages and they just won't even return my call. So. Well, so, so, so yeah. where, where is the well, slaughter boys one getting pressed? Than... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. No, go say again. I missed it. Is the, is the slaughter boys uh, one being pressed at this new place or did you already have that in line somewhere else? No, that was already in motion. Um, it's actually being, uh, pressed out of, uh, sun press in Florida. Um, who are kind of, no- notorious for pressing like reggae and and um ska which or at least in the in the past i think they were kind of like a a miami area based um passing plant but just because they were one of the only ones still taking orders and it turned out to be i mean i got the test press and they sound fantastic it's Mm -hmm. you know nice thick 160 gram vinyl is there is there normal Hmm. pressing weight so it's Hmm. nothing you're not paying for an upgraded 180 gram but you're not getting anything that's flimsy you know yeah yeah Mm. Uh, it feels like you're getting your you know your bucks worth and um the the, i have a a guy that's been handling all that all that and it's just been it's just been so easy and it's nice to be working and we're like actually on schedule you know everybody else was getting you know, 12 to 14 month waiting times. And my guy said nine months and well, originally we were slated to have it for punk rock bowling, which was a, a completely different topic. And, uh, which was supposed like to take f- like punk, rock, punk rock bowling 2022. Yeah. And which, which would have been ripped. this weekend coming up, I think, right? This, this, this coming weekend. Yeah. And so, um, it, it, it will, um, It'll be basically eight months since we went into production, and it goes into press next week. So he's been on time and and keeping true to his word. So I'm 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 impressed and happy. So for Ooh, for, so. for for a record like that, how many are you getting pressed? Are you doing like five hundred or what are you doing? We're we're doing five hundred initial. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing a limited uh, thirty press of test pressings, and that's going to be a special edition. And um, we're gonna. It's gonna be part of a digital release, and then if everything goes well, I have a quick snap on uh, a repress, and we'll probably go colored vinyl. I went. I'm. I'm a. I like the black vinyl, but everybody else is kind of nuts on the colors. So right. We'll right. see what we do as far as second well, press. I, you're, I was gonna say the Smog Town record was black, right? And the uh, the and the. Girls Blue record was black. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Have you have you done color at all yet, or no? Uh, the Frontier Club was the very first one. Was seven inch was pressed in um, two colors, um, it, but it, the quality on one of the pressings I felt was a little um, un, a little underwhelming. So I feel mm-hmm. that I, I don't know. I've just had awesome experience with just staying you know, black, black and right. yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. It, 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 not having those, you know, weird, um, quirks or ticks. 
snaps, crackles, pops. It's sure. just been true to everything I wanted. Um, I'm kind of like the audio log in that, that way. I, I just want the truest, best sound possible. Absolutely. So let me t- let me ask you, are you are we going to play a Slaughter Boy song today? Yes, we got two of them lined up, I do believe. Well, why don't we play one of those? Because I do want to go back. I want to talk more about the Slaughter Boys. But why don't we... Are these new songs, Richie, or are they uh, these from are, the last album? I'm, or what, what do we got here? I'm premiering two songs from them. Um, oh, nice. Off, off the Look at us, album. Neil. Yeah. Look at us. <laughs> so uh, they, we did do uh, kind of like a teaser for this first song. And okay. then when uh, the last song I play tonight will be one that's not been heard anywhere else. So uh, off the new nice. album, till the, till the end of the week, W-E-A-K, uh, LP That's the name on, of the record. On on Garage Rock Records, this is the Slaughter Boys with Problem.
All right, Pop Pickers, you heard it here first. No, well, maybe not first, but... Um, Slo- first. Yeah, mostly first. Slaughter Boys there with Problem. That's going to be the second album, right? It will be their second yeah. album. Uh, yeah. Second full length. Second full length, now, yeah, yeah. Now, you t- now, correct me if I'm wrong, Neil, but I believe he turned us on to their first record, right? He did. He did, and it's really, really good. Yeah. It is. The first record is great. Now, who put the first one out? The first one was put out by uh, Marco at um, No Frontier. Oh, No Frontier. In, okay. in England, and... Uh, Fantastic label, kind of um, picks a lot of the the goods from SoCal and ships them across the pond. I was gonna say, I know a couple of my Detroit homies put out some records. He's put out the European versions of their records. So exactly, exactly. So you are these guys local to you, or how you know these? How do you know these guys? How do you end up working with these guys? Um, I'm gonna just say this: I knew I didn't know, but I knew who their. Uh, their other band was when they were the original lineup it was um chris was in the bass player was in the widows and i um my buddy migs from tang had mentioned them multiple times and i got to see him quite a few times and he was super impressive but i actually um first ran into him they played a show here in long beach several years ago um opening for gross polluter uh Hmm. just by happen chance and I was so smitten and impressed by their their uh, live act. I'm I just had to know everything about them. Um, I'm a sucker for three pieces, and Casey's such a good guitarist and frontman, and utilizing uh, effects and tones that you would not normally think should be in a punk band, but somehow he really just made it work and it works if it's like this um you would think that there was fourth and fifth members in the band well i was gonna say Um, i had no idea they were a trio i figured they were like a five piece with two guitars and a singer no it's it's three piece everybody sings um they've kind of on this last album you'll definitely uh you'll definitely hear an upgrade um they the percussion is uh done by hunter martinez who was in um the dwarves for many years and then he what was, also, his dwar- what was his what was his dwarves name oh god i i don't know offhand like to be mega honest with ga- you mega gash or like <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he Harry played in Clam. the dwarves and he's he's currently in a, a decent criminal with his brother okay. and so and he's got another band called uh, human issue collective music collective and uh, which is a like all super all-star super group down in san diego as well and then like mm. i said chris um the bass player um was in the widows he's currently also playing in the plagues which is on hostage um they're a great band too and um, casey's a chicago originally a chicago native and played in like a post-punk band called um cemetery i believe that's what they were called and Mm. i knew them because our my old band and that band were on the same label so i knew of them but as soon as i was able to make all those connections i was like i gotta work with these guys um and the new album's just it's just killer start to finish it was recorded by dan reese at uh singing serpent and uh that's john reese from rocket from the crypt and Hot Snakes, that's mm-hmm. his brother. So in really good hands and 
recording wise and, and then uh, it was um, mastered mixed and mastered by um paul minor out of buzz bomb so the the attention to detail the quality it's it's top notch it's funny because they're another one that has a little bit of rock and roll, right, Neil? I mean, they let a little bit of rock and roll creep in, like some of the better punk bands it seems like we've heard lately. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, I a, mean, I, kind of like the Ravages in a little bit. I mean, I yeah, love I the Ravages little, album, and I think I'm going to love the Slota Boys album, too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So did did that album ever, did the first album ever get American distribution, or was that just all, all import copies? Because I saw um, some floating I around. It, I believe it was primarily distribution just through the band directly and playing oh, live okay. shows um i don't think they had i mean marco's got some distribution i think here um random you know stores and small collectives but as far as like a general like big name one-stop shop i, I don't believe so so maybe will... cobra side okay that could be so will you um Will you do some kind of a co-release so it has a European release too, or are you just going to handle all that stuff? You're going to distribute you know to your European labels or whatever. We were we were talking about it, but at the at the time, um, you know, and we started originally. This originally kind of all started taking place right as the Gris Polluter Smogtown stuff came out. Mm. So we were kind of like in the we mix, and then we went into lockdown. So I'm just like, I'm just going to step up and take. You know, take it on. Hmm. That's cool. And Sounds so what, good. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. Because the other thing I remember when you were on last time, Neil and I putting our heads together and saying, "Man, this guy's got really good taste. I trust his judgment. Like, if he thinks a band's good, I'm probably going to think the band's good too." Yeah, for sure. I was just actually telling him that before we came online. <laughs> kissing really, his ass. Because yeah, I, I can't do anything well, for us. We're kissing his ass. We don't care. We like his music. <laughs> Oh, you know, and the funny thing is, is uh, I know you're such a big DRI guy, but just now that I'm looking at it, um, you mentioned Rob Rampey. Rob Rampey was one of the drummers for Star Strangled Bastard. So that kind of puts a little connection for you as well. No, nice. these, kind I, of, just, so, I just saw them. I just saw them a month or two ago. It was really great, actually. I was I was very pleasantly surprised. I've seen them probably twelve to fifteen times over the years. They're they're always. I just love them. Just love them. <laughs> you, 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 you mentioned Hostage Records. What is the deal with Hostage? Because I see that's not, I, Dwayne, Pe- that's not Dwayne Peters' label, is it? No, Dwayne's was a disaster. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Because because I appropriately named. Yeah, yeah. I see Hostage putting out a lot of stuff, and the stuff I've heard, like the pegs and stuff like that, I really like. But they have like, well, they like did some Smogtown. They did Smogtown stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They did, and this, but they have no digital presence at all. So it's not like you can stream any of their shit. So you can't try it before you buy. You know what I mean? It's really weird. Like what? What's Hostage's hmm. deal? Um. Well. Rick and Paul Hostage, it's funny you, you bring them up because we just did the Buzz Bash uh, a couple weeks back um, down in Costa Mesa, and that was with like Love Canal and um, Anarchy Taco, which you guys talked about. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's, um, and, and that was a great deal, and I got to hang out with uh, Paul. I've known Paul and Rick, um, uh, my old band Bledsoe Cans and uh, Cat Hardy were both on Hostage. And, um, and we, he's, he's, Rick's been an incredible help, um, especially during COVID. He knew my situation, especially with pressing plants. He gave me a lot of guidance and, um, I'm forever indebted. Um, they're a vinyl, they're, they're kind of like the Kings of Orange County vinyl only, mm-hmm. you know, 
they do digital downloads, but as far as I don't, I don't, I don't think they're, they're, I think their jam is keeping it as true, uh, you know, analog as possible. Mm-hmm. And hence the, they kind of, I think they limit or they limit the digital presence to the bands themselves is I believe. How, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I think they kind of just want to have the reputation as a vinyl only, or, you know, that's their main, main purpose. And then if the bands want to take it, cause I know that they've done stuff for the crowd and whatnot and mm-hmm. they all stuff digital, but I think it was, they left it to the, to the bands to make that call. Because they had, a, I, they, they had a, uh, I don't know if it's a new band or whatever, but they had a band called the spooky who've just put out something. And, uh, I was anxious to listen to it cause I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be kind of post punky, maybe, I don't know. Uh, horror, Gothy, horror punk goth punky, punk horror punk. Yeah. Kind of in the veins of, you know, all things Danzig and, and morning noise, that kind of, um, uh, hmm. you know, werewolves and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but try to find, you know, try, 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 trying to find it to listen to was, uh, was next to impossible before I, you know, send the order in. So I was just interested in what the deal is. That's cool. Yeah. The, uh, Chris Bluter actually just did the spooky release show down in San Diego. So, hmm. And I think they showed up like 45 minutes late, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> well, so, okay, talking about Gross Polluter, what's going on with them? Is there going to be anything new coming out from them in the, on the, uh, in the upcoming they year? They had a bunch of, they were doing a bunch of, they were doing a bunch of on live, online stuff a year or two ago, but I haven't seen much. And maybe it's just because they're not paying, you know, stupid money to Facebook so I can see it, but I haven't seen <laughs> much from them. Um, they have been, they've been starting to play some shows and we're definitely got some lined up. Um, they've, the last couple of months specifically, I mean, probably for the last year, they've been writing all new material and preparation for the next album. Mm, they have cool. started recording. Um, I know that they're basically down to vocals and leads as far as in the studio. They're at, uh, Adamo's in Westminster, which is where they recorded the um, basically all the smog down and gross polluter stuff. So we are well in in the in the in motion and um, just kind of booking and seeing where um, you know with the pressing situation and all that. We're just kind of trying to get in line. Basically, as soon as it's done, we get in line and. I mean, with uh, with uh, all hopes, we can get it done quicker than most. Um, but I'm still figuring, you know, beginning of next year at sure. the earliest. Yeah, hmm. well, that's good to know. Good to know they're still going, an ongoing concern because you never can tell during COVID. You know, a lot of bands might just decide to hang it up. You know. Oh well, no, I, I think on the contrary. I, I was talking to John, the guitarist. Uh, uh, couple a week or two ago and, and timmy as a matter of fact the drummer and um they're more excited about these new songs and john's like well if you like the first album you can't not like the second because in his mind they're better so i i, I take they're pretty seasoned so i take their sure. word for it yeah, yeah. Hmm. cool all right do we want to save the brand new slaughter boy song for the end yeah, I'm gonna do the think... last. Yeah, I actually, uh, I just did a um, a pop up event um, at a 
cool place in San Pedro um, that was uh, curated by Brad Logan from originally in Exploding Fuck Dolls and Leftover Crack and now he's in adolescence and um, it, it was a really cool deal. And in talking with him last weekend, he's got a new um, new band that he's been flying over to England to, um, uh, you know, perform with. Mm-hmm. With uh, I don't know if you guys know Chaos UK, but Gabba yes. from uh, sure. Chaos UK, they got a new kind of thing going on, a little synthy hardcore deal. And uh, this mm. is a new one uh, by their new unit called uh, Instant Ruin. And the song's called uh, Your Future. And uh, it's fucking cool. So check this out. Mm. All right. instant ruin with your future um and that's funny that you mentioned chaos uk because i i did listen to that song and i would never have guessed in a million years that would have had anything to do with chaos uk (laughs) isn't it isn't it pretty wild yeah i I love people you know put a wrench in the machine of what's normal or what's to be expected um especially coming from brad logan i mean like it's I don't know. I have you, to. You well, know. At, this, at this point, Brad Logan. I mean, I obviously he left Leftover Crack. We saw the last show supposedly 
because last 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 leftover crack show was at Punk Rock Bowling last year. But he's sort of the normal one in the band, right? I mean, he's uh, the one who's sort of more together than the rest of them, at least. Uh, he absolutely. Um, it's funny because we we were hanging out this uh, last weekend, and you know, I was talking to his wife, and you know, we're talking about our animals and. And mutual friends, and it's like I don't know how much more get, you know. And he was you guys like showing me a bunch of his... <laughs> um, you're like you like yeah. talking about your lawns. I have to I have to make an well, admission. Um, I was gonna I was just gonna say that uh, Chaos UK when I got their first on oh, their first album come out eighty three or something like that. I bought it and I hated it so much. I actually put it in front of a fire and made an ashtray out of it. <laughs> Bent <laughs> it up. There you go. Yeah. Well, this didn't go to waste. Yeah, I think I've only ever done that with two albums in my life, and that was one of them. So. Well, I grew up in the CD era, of course. There's definitely times where I bought a new CD and I was going down the road and I got through like two songs, and I just one of them was like when Red Cross started making those like alternative albums in the '90s. I brought this Red Cross album. I literally threw the CD out the window. It was so bad. <laughs> embed it, embed it in someone's head. Pretty much. I'm like, this isn't even good grunge. This sucks so bad. And I threw it out. Then I took the little case thing because I had a bunch of broken ones at home, you know? Anyway. I think that album was short shop totally, shock. I totally different story. I'm actually going to let you take the lead from in here, Neil, because I'm going to go grab a beer and go pee. I'm sure you have some... I'm sure you have some questions you've been saving for when I shut up, so I'll let you do that in a minute. I actually do. So, okay, again, getting back to your love of post-punk, because I love post-punk too. Um, and in fact, on the last episode, I played like uh, Southern Death Cults, and I played uh, Sex Gang Children. I played a lot of stuff like that. Um, did you happen to go to that Pro World Festival the other week? Oh, my gosh. Um, no, but... Everybody and their mother, um, my my entire feed was just blown up. And I, yes, I am very envious, but I, I'm, you know, I I would love to be able to afford to just blow two fifty on a ticket, and especially to take my wife. But you know, at that point, that's like you know a third of a pressing, and sure, <laughs> I got you know we I've got dogs to feed, so I it was it was awesome. Um, you know, but I mean, I saw the upper level tier tickets were like seven hundred dollars. Good God! I was like, you've got to be out of your gourd. But I got to see some amazing footage, and um, you know, I, I, fortunately, I've had the pleasure of seeing a lot of those bands. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, you know, my my big thing would have been Devo or the Damned, that, especially the Damned. And from what I understand, it was pretty much all new members but everybody was still impressed because hmm. um, they're, to- they're, yeah. they're they're touring with blondie i believe coming up this in august i think right yeah can you imagine i mean it <laughs> was great too so yeah i mean uh, as long as long as they're doing the greatest hit set and they're not doing like some of their last terrible three albums it'll be fine right <laughs> it's like it's a little um i i i when it's when you're kind of like one of those legacy bands, just play the hits. I mean, nobody wants to hear duds. Nobody wants you know. Nobody wants to hear you experiment. I mean, and that's what sucks. But unfortunately, when you're playing with these big mega festivals and your time's already limited, yeah, you, know, yeah, you yeah. got maximum forty minute set. Like, just go out there and give them everything that you know 
the people that are paying that money for won't. Yeah, especially you know? for seven hundred and fifty bucks. I tell you, who really impressed what, me? What do you? Uh, what, who, I, I'm sorry, I, I I just got back. I got an empty bladder and two more keystones. <laughs> Great. Who are you specifically talking about? We were know? talking about the Cruel World Festival that one out in. Uh, no, it wasn't Anaheim. Where the hell was it? Pasadena? Pasadena, oh, yeah. right? Look, um, looked amazing. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, the, the footage I saw, because there's, there's a ton yeah, of great footage. Of there's a ton of great footage on YouTube, mm-hmm. and Bauhaus looked incredible. I could not believe how good Bauhaus sounded. Oh, yeah. That was mm. uh, that was pretty impressive, and uh, of course, my boy Morrissey, he sounded fantastic, but, um, you know. Who was bad? I don't know. I heard Public Image Limited was terrible. Oh, yeah, I heard, I heard Pill were terrible, too, yeah. Well, but, I mean, I, I hate to say it, dude. Would you expect anything else? Or I mean, sort of. <laughs> a big festival like that, you'd think they'd get it together, right? I mean, how oh my know? gosh, no way. I, I, I kind of, I, as soon as they saw them, I saw them on the bill. I was like, Ew, you know, my my I've blind never, I've up, never seen them. Like, did you ever, did you ever see them, Neil? I assume you saw them when you were younger. Yeah, I know. I I saw them about five years ago. And actually, I oh really? You yeah. never saw like like you never saw them in the original run. They they didn't they didn't tour that often. Uh, Pill were never a really big touring band at all. And then it was always new members. <laughs> every every time they came out with a new album, every couple of years, it was John Lydon and a bunch of new people, right? Um, <laughs> but actually, when I saw them five years ago, they were actually pretty damn good. So even though I didn't know a <laughs> lot of the newer stuff. Uh, but they, it was still it was still interesting to see. But that Crow World Festival, it didn't look like it uh, it translated very well to a huge place like that, an outdoor. But once again, were they playing during the day? Was it you know? I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, I'm you know, good they, bands. You know, Echo and the Bunnymen probably had to play at three o'clock in the afternoon. I think right? they. Can, I think they, I think they canceled. I think the Bunnymen canceled. Oh, I think they had COVID. Yeah, they were the only ones that actually not. Uh, they couldn't get in the country actually. Oh, was that what it was? Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a passport issue, so or huh. customs. Yeah, I see that. I see that touring in September, though. Just, so sorry. Did you go or did you just uh, you getting all the secondhand too? All secondhand. I had okay. so many people. Um, one of my guitarists went. Like just friends, friends, and more friends all went. So it's like I can see them well, was any that, other time. So was that price? Was that the right price? Was it seven hundred fifty bucks, Neil? For for the upper tier, it was like seven fifty oh, okay. for tier one. Tier two was five fifty. Tier three was three fifty, and then like you had the option. I think it was like two like two sixty nine for just the general admission. But even still, I was just like, yeah, I've got that's a lot of other. That's a lot and if of you're money. in the general yeah. admission, they're allowed to pour hot oil on you from the uh, <laughs> castle walls. <laughs> yeah, I, Absolutely. I hate that. Well, I mean, you can at least, you know, because, and I've bitched about this in the past, the the sort of VIP punk. That's that's not. There's no VIP in punk, you know. That does it shouldn't work like that. But at least that festival, you can sort of understand it. I mean, it's geezers. I mean, the young people there are going to be my age, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm youngster, forty nine. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I don't know. It it looked like kind of like fun, but I don't know. Standing out in the field for eight hours watching, you know. If, like if, it was, if it was like next to the beach and there was like a coastal breeze and whatnot, but you're like Pasadena in like late spring is kind of like it's so unappealing. I'm I'm sure it was like 85 and, you know, no wind, no breeze. 85 percent so. humidity, 85 degrees. <laughs> yeah. probably, hmm. probably better than here, though. Um, OK, well, let's talk about something smaller then. So I believe didn't you go and say decry a couple of weeks ago? 
Well, that was at the um, the Buzz Bash Fest, the one with uh, where I was. I had a booth with Hostage, and they put out a release um, uh, for Decry. So that was a probably. I think there was like five or six bands: Decry, Hi-Fi Murder, um, Anarchy Taco, Love Canal, and I'm I'm blanking on the fifth band. For whatever reason, so, so, how, so how was how was Decry? Were they good? Decry is great. Um, they're great every time. Um, uh, Farrell's Farrell's just such a nice dude. Um, they actually asked me um, back in December to to they were looking for a bass player, and at the time I was committed to finishing up school, so unfortunately I had to to um pass on the offer but um love the I was band gonna, i was actually i was gonna ask you that are you playing at all at the moment or not really um not at the moment just i'm more uh, i just finished school or getting my certification and well congratulations on your ged buddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, you're but, not a doctor uh, are you we don't have to call you we don't have to call you dr richie do we no, on the other hand, uh, uh, no, I'm a. I got certified as a dog trainer, actually. So, oh, is that right? Yeah, okay. it's uh, my wife. Uh, after COVID, she um, she changed, went completely in the opposite direction, and um, created a business out of nowhere, hmm. and uh, made it work. And she's incredibly successful. I couldn't be more prouder. And uh, so much so that she's like, I need help, and why don't you come help me? And I'm so she's doing so, yeah. like what is she's doing? Dog, dog training, dog grooming, dog sitting. What's dog, she doing? Uh, dog training. So we're in a we're in a small minority of trainers. Um, it's called positive reinforcement and force free training. Okay. And so we don't. So you don't use, hit them with a, you don't hit them with a rolled up newspaper, I bet, huh? Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> not. No, no shock collars. That's no you, Tom. Uh, um, and it, it's. We won't uh, go any further down that line, down that road, Neil. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it's been pretty rewarding. We have we're dog people, and and uh, it's pretty amazing to see what we can do without having to do any of those adversives, and hmm. uh, and it's pretty uh, pretty fascinating and quite lucrative so um, that's cool so you, you so that's what you're that's what your wife's doing and you're still you're still working i remember you saying you worked for a, a, a grocer but you do the graphic design you don't do you're not stocking shelves you're not unloading trucks you're uh doing uh, you're actually doing artwork for the grocer somehow i'll trade so i uh i do work for trader joe's i've been there for 22 years wow. and um in the morning time so like i do all the the unloading and, and, you know, stocking and whatnot. And then the rest of my day, I pretty much do like all the illustrations in store and murals and chalkboards. Oh, okay. In the store. Okay. I gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, and, uh, which is fine because I get the, you know, get my physical exercise and my creative kind of all in one go every day, which is, exactly how i like it and that's why i've been there for so long so. well i remember you saying it's a great job for musicians because you go in at like the ass crack of dawn and you're done pretty early but all i can think is how do you go out to shows you got to go home and sleep i guess until the show time huh? and go to your uh, show and then sleep a little more when you get home yeah the power of the nap is what 
fuels me. So keeps me going. Um, beats I've math, buddy. To, beats math. Yeah, I can sleep just about anywhere. So I put my head down on a hard surface and I'm out. So yeah, that's me too. That's you me bastards! Too. I hate you. Do you do you guys do you do you have do you have Trader Joe's by you, Tom, or do you not have that in up? Uh, we we I don't have one super close. I have one in about a half hour. Or so yeah, I do. I do like, like it's Trader on the Joe's. other side of Grand Rapids for me. Yeah, it's a good store. I do like it. It's Trader it Joe's and Aldi. Were you, well, well, because my, my, they're they're owned by the same family. Oh, so. they are. Oh, interesting. Okay. So yeah, my daughter, brother, one brother owns uh, Trader Joe's, and the other bro- brother owns Aldi. Hmm. So they compete my, against each other. My older daughter works at Aldi, and they really take pretty good care of her. I have to say, she's pretty uh, well compensated for a twenty-year-old girl. Oh, she doesn't work at Taco Bell anymore, wherever that was. No, she worked at Wendy's. She Wendy's, was the general manager of a store at Wendy's by the time she was twenty, and she didn't necessarily like having to be in charge of all these idiot teenagers so now she took a job as an assistant general manager she still makes pretty good money but ultimately there's someone above her to make those decisions so yeah good gig yeah and you know what it's it's one of those jobs you can't outsource there's always be groceries right i can honestly say it's one of the um for the touring musicians i can't even tell you how many people i know that are in bands presently including um uh, you know, some of the people that are in uh, on my label that work for TJ's because they're just so good as far as um, availability and schedule. So they'll let you take a couple weeks off. I mean, they're not going to pay you necessarily unless you have vacation, but they'll let you have that freedom to take some time off to tour. Yeah, yeah. That's you no, just have I, to tell them you're having. You just have to tell them you're having a baby, <laughs> and they'll. Uh, <laughs> It's like, man, how many kids are you going to have this year? <laughs> well, one in the fall, one in the spring. and <laughs> Does a cool, record though. count as a baby? Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sort of. Sort of. It, it sort of does. So, all right. Let's play another song, and then we're going to come back and tell Jason the records we need him to put out in the next couple of years, Neil. Okay. I have, a couple, that, I have a couple of real thoughts about this. That sounds good. Well, I think, I think actually, his next one is, uh, you were talking about that, was it Swedish band or whatever you were talking about before? Yeah, so this um, I put out a three-song digital um, release a couple months back um, to help get the ball rolling for them. Um, like I said, they had like a 10-year hiatus. They have kids and whatnot. And they were on um, some pretty you know well-established labels back in the day, um, GSL. And um, uh, I'm trying to think of – it's killing me off the, offhand. I can't think of – uh, what, what you, just you said they were they were Swedish, Swedish. So they're a Swedish post punk uh, outfit. Um, now on Garage Rock, um, this song in particular is off their seven inch off of. Mm, you are gonna kill me. I can't think of the the um, name of the label, but a UK label. Uh, so this one's not on mine, but the track is called Speed Freaks. From Cut City, and this is kind of get you in the right frame of mind for the upcoming release that they have on Garage Rock. So it's uh, Cut City from Sweden uh, with the track called Speed Freaks.
All right, that was Cut City with Speed Freaks. And I think the label you were thinking of was someone called Box Bedroom Rebels. Is that is that right? BBR? Yes, absolutely. I I, I, I wanted to say Bedroom Box, but I knew that wasn't right. And there you go. It's a sight so, of the tongue. You know? So how do you know these guys? How do you know these Cut City dudes? Um, so originally when I was in Cat Party, um, an Orange County post-punk group, uh, our first release that we ever did in 2007, our first release was a split um, with these guys. And um, we never met in person, but we always kind of corresponded via email um, and MySpace at the time. <laughs> and so we had a pretty good interweb relationship. And then they kind of went defunct. And I left that group and then they had kids and then, um, they hit me up kind of, um, out of the blue and I kind of like, uh, actually they started playing again and I hit them up and was talking and then, um, I didn't hear from them for a little bit and then they just sent me a message. Hey, we're back. And, um, we haven't done this in 10 years and we're looking for some help. And I said, well, we, we've got a established relationship. I love what they, you know, they've done and, um, send me what you got. And they sent it to me, not only the, the initial release, but the full length, the full length's been done, you know, almost, uh, it's been done for almost six, eight months now. And they did it all during COVID lockdown as well over there. And it's great. Um, I mean, it's like, I'm trying to describe, I mean, if it's not in like a hardcore punk sense of way, but it, you know, in a, a Joy Division Warsaw kind of way is how like I would relate it to somebody that doesn't know them. Um, but punk at heart, and it has all the, the same ethics and, and um, DIY mentality. And, um, and overall, musicianship is, you know, through the roof. And uh, nothing but high praise and, and um, just really good, good dudes. And that's what I, I more or less only want to work with. I only want to work with good people, you know. And, mm -hmm. and if they are, I support it. So. Yeah, I tell you, it reminded me of. Um, I just listened to that one song. <clears throat> I was thinking it almost sounded like later period. Who's could do is what it kind of reminded me I, of. I, I, probably another great uh, reference too. And it's like it's like, what is punk? You can't really right. you know. You can have this like aggressive kind of pinpoint, you know, stereotypical, or you could think outside of the box and go fuck that that was pretty awesome i mean it wouldn't you know wouldn't fit the normal bill but shit they're their own category and that's where i was like you know fuck yeah let's work together yeah so. that's cool it's easier for us to tell you what's not punk that's <laughs> that's what we do <laughs> not, it's not our job to tell you what is punk. it's our job to tell you what's not punk. that's right I, so yeah, that I, so right I, as of right now on the schedule you got slaughter boys or top priority is that next after that well that's at that's at the pressing plant right now that's so like, is that going to beat the Slaughter Boys to the release? Oh, no, 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 no. So Slaughter Boys is up first. Uh, okay, the Cut yeah. City 
the tape days uh tape release will be out probably in the next six to eight weeks um and then thereafter i've i'm torn um i i have uh up up following that definitely is going to be the hitties uh retrospective release um i'm just it, it'll be sent to press i just don't know if something will because of the timing and not controlling it if what i have fourth in line will kind of jetty in front of it for mm-hmm. it's it's because it's simply out of my control at this point so i'm just playing with the cards that are dealt so, you know, so i have two questions actually do you i mean do you sell a lot of tapes um this will be the first tape for the label but because and and this release will get a vinyl release but because things were so backed up um and they were kind of ready and i'm like well the the fucking album's called tape days guys let's gotcha let's put out out a tape you know like luckily it wasn't called glad it wasn't called reel to reel days you know (laughs) eight track days Uh, yeah, let's not go there. Yeah, but it, acetate. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that it was called that, I was like, it's a no-brainer. Let's do you can it. Get that you, done, know? you can get that done quick. Uh, I can do that quick. So we're gonna do a nice little package. Um, uh, my big thing with my releases is at least for the first two hundred, they all come with embroidered patches. It's kind of like a thing. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. always been a, I've always been a patch collector, yep. and I love getting like extra shit in your, you know, in in records. So, um, so I, in order to make that kind of special, so it's coming with a patch in the box, um, pins, stickers. So for, you know, I'm trying to keep it under, you know, 10 bucks if I can. Um, and then, you know, you're going to, you're not going to just get a cassette, but you'll get, you know, what you would expect from my label. Just, you know the full the full sure. deal, and then ultimately the plan is is to have that come out, but within a year have an actual vinyl um, uh, follow up for it. And I know it's kind of you know frowned upon, but it kind of made sense this way. And they have a good enough um, following in Sweden alone. They have a really good following here in America. Um, so I don't ha- think it'll be any issue. Like they did 250 limited of the um, the seven inch that just came out, and I think I have the only six copies in the U.S. and the rest of it sold out. So um, uh, I do have a couple in my store online. So if people have any interest in in grabbing that, I suggest they do get on top of it because there will only be a couple copies available. So this. So this is actually something else I want to talk about. So if there's a blessing in disguise to the last couple of years, it is that you got your web store up and running. And I can't remember. I feel like you weren't quite there when we talked to you last time, but I might be wrong about that. Maybe you had it going, but you got a really nice web store. And why don't we, it's, it's garage dash rock. If I remember right, it's garage rock dash records. Dash. Okay. Okay. Um, that's because Garage Rock Records was like thirty three thousand for the uh, domain name, so I'm like, yeah, I'll put a, I can afford to put a dash in there. So sure. And so the, you have your you have your records, of course. You have your you have your uh, 
you have your garage rock records, but you also have a kind of a nice little distro. It's kind of, uh, I suspect, sort of handpicked by you, mostly punk, but some post-punk, a little bit of metal stuff, just, you know, reggae yeah, maybe, it, just kind of like punk adjacent yeah, stuff, right? All, basically, I won't put anything in the store that I haven't listened and I haven't approved. Um, and to be honest with you, it's uh, <laughs> it's a kind of a tell sign. I have so much stuff, and I'm always my problem is is I'm always buying new stuff to add to the store. I just don't have enough time in the day to add to my inventory. Uh, so I'm I'm sitting on like your house is full a, of records. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if you can see behind me, but I've got cases upon cases of just an inventory that I still have got to input. But I'm going to go ahead and offer it right now. Um if you use code word PTID, um, it's an automatic 10% off. Uh, nice. So utilize that at any time. It'll always be there forever. Oh, really? That's amazing. Thank you so much, man. That's, yeah, that's, so I, I, keep going that, in your, I keep going in your store. I'm like, oh, I got to do that. I got to do that. And then I get distracted. I'm like a squirrel. <laughs> You're right, so like anybody a dog that a ever um, goes in and they listen to your podcast, they can use that code and they'll always get 10% off. And I'm actually considering doing a Memorial uh, Day sale that'll probably run like a good two weeks after May um, to just kind of and all that stuff. I'm completely DIY. Um, I'm a one man operation. So all that I make from the uh, store goes right back into the label and it just helps put more stuff out. So if you if uh, you order records from this guy, he will touch them with his own two hands. He will put them in the mailer. He will tape them up himself. And I tell you, if, right. you, beg, him, if you beg him, maybe he'll leave a, leave a little DNA in there for you. I'm looking. Oh, God. I'm looking at the <laughs> store right now. And just so everybody knows, I mean, this is he's got great shit. I mean, this could basically be a punk till I die playlist. I'm he's looking got at the Necro's bootleg. At least he did. He's got, just that alone. He's, I already he's, got a copy, but that's the that's the amazing. Record. He's got a Misfits one demos to demons. He's got Combat 84, for Christ's sake, next to the Smiths. This is like my rec. This is like my record collection right here. <laughs> and then Stiff Little have, Fingers, uh, Rancid. It's, I mean, he's got some great stuff so you should all go to this store and, and uh online and, and, and buy shit because this is a this is like a great record store right here yeah well thank you for the plug i do i do want to say like i've got um just to throw a couple out there uh first press chisels that i've uh the retaliation long sold out going for a lot of money on ebay um those are going up i have the rudimentary pni death church lp the white vinyls Thanks. going up. I've got. I'm sitting on a lot of stuff, so I highly recommend um, keep checking check, back. Because that was just it. Keep going and check it out. Yep. And then, in addition to, if people are looking for like I, like I said before, I really um, like patches and other little kind of tchotchke stuff. So I kind of try and uh, what I find that I like, I put up as well. Um, there's a couple of vendors that, in particular, that. Um, I, I really dig. So, you know, we and, ha I have this. I have the smog, smog town, and the gross polluter patches. Of course, compliments of you, and they are really cool. And I really need to get my wife sewing on those. But uh, <laughs> do you have like a great patch connection or what? Because if you do, you might have to hook us up. That's one thing we don't. I don't believe we have, and there are a few people who have been interested, even though I don't know if it'd be cost effective or not. But anyway, we'll talk later. 
Yeah, uh, definitely hit me up, and I, I'll I'll send you to the right people. So. You're also a master sewer, right? You just sit at your sewing machine and make patch after patch. <laughs> It's like, uh, it's, like a Chinese, it's like a Chinese child. He just sits there and makes patch after patch on his. <laughs> no, no. All right, forget it. Got to span again. Got to span again. Nice. <laughs> um, what the heck are we talking about? Well, I don't know. We were going to talk about local great talent that's going on right now. Sure. Yeah, tell us about that. Aren't, we'll, we'll, aren't we'll, wait, we'll wait till the we'll wait till the next next segment. DLG and tell you what you need to put out next. <laughs> we, we do this with we do this with all the labels we love. Don't worry, it's not we uh, just suggestions. But anyway, no, sorry. Go ahead. Well, who's who's I'm your? Who tell, you keep, you, tell us. I'm going to tell you. Uh, I I I keep hyping these kids and hope that they'll let me one day put out something for them. Um, they've turned down multiple multiple labels, and I've um, like they're holding I, out for them. they're holding out for big time or what. No, no, actually on the contrary. And this is something I really, really respect. They they want to do it themselves. They want to be DIY. They want to hold... Are they insane? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, but I'd be thrilled to work with a small label like yours who's totally DIY, got the DIY ethic, and is willing to do the work because it's a lot of work to do. You know, it's, 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 you know how hard it is to put out a nice looking record. I know, and I'm like, well, you know what? If you're not going to, if you're... And the reason why I'll say it is, is uh, one of the bands I, I played in um, uh, about 10 years ago, uh, we were like the pre-incarnate of a band that like started actually recording and doing stuff. But I bet the singer, Cesar, um, he was actually playing drums for me. So what was and, the name? I'm sorry. You never did say the name of the band. What's the name of the band? Well, I was trying to leave a little mystery. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I didn't listen to you. It's I mean, social distortion, isn't it? It's social distortion. That's why they exactly. haven't put a new record out. Exactly. <laughs> no, but uh, basically, uh, these these kids, they just, I mean, um, a friend of uh, Cesar, the drummer I worked with in the past, um, he kept posting, hey, I got a new band. And, uh, you know, and then he posted demos like December of 20. Uh, ooh, 2020 2019 actually it was right before the lockdown and i heard it and i was like i was like wow that's that's impressive and i said you know who's doing the singing he's like i am he's like i've never sung before and i was like what are you phil collins fuck this is a no he he just turned full front man and i i was like you know he's like this is my you know, probably my last try at it. And I just, I wanted to do something different and man, he came out of, he came out guns a blazing. Um, the band's called bloodstains. They're from Santa Ana, California. I think uh, you posted video. You might've put some video once in a while. You, you were a big guy uh, for putting video on our page. You, you posted that, haven't you? Yes. Latino kids that just tore it up. Like, yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, Chicano punks from Santa Ana. And I mean, they just bring it. I'm, so impressed by these guys. Um, they've done several shows for me now, and I, I, I just can't say enough. They got a record coming out. I know that they're finishing up the recording, and then, like I said, they're they're, they're they want to do it all DIY. So I, I want to get as much uh, support behind them as possible. So this is Bloodstains with the title track "Public Hanging" for your enjoyment.
right, that was Bloodstains with uh, Public Hanging. And I assume they've taken the name from the uh, Agent Orange song, I would I would venture to guess, maybe? Maybe. I, I cannot... I cannot deny nor confirm. So, gotcha. So, your one of your first things you put out was the Dogs record, of course, the Great Dogs, Southern California Dogs, and you put out it was like a long lost record that you put out or something, right? Um, well, it was it, it was basically everything that they had had studio recording. Um, I don't know if you remember, but that's uh, just the mess from Broken Bottles for yep, fans. Yep. I'm kind of leading up. I'm kind of leading up to that. So, but yeah, I was just trying to remember exactly what that dog's record was. Yeah, we worked. Uh, we were all really great friends. Uh, the the SoCal punk community surprisingly is pretty small. Um, sure. And eventually, at some time, you, you're at least not like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but probably like three degrees of a shitty drummer. So, <laughs> fair enough. Delayed reaction. That was good. Um, yeah, but everybody kind of knows somebody from some, something. So, and uh, was Jess's brother in the dogs too? He was not in the dogs. Uh, okay. He he was in uh, Travis from Bats Gates. Uh, yep. Was in Broken Bottles. Broken yeah. Bottles. Yeah. Okay. Why did you so bring, reason- Why did you bring that up, Tom? Well, because I think he needs to reissue the freaking hospital broken bottles album. I cannot find that thing. It's virtually. Uh, uh-huh. I got it. Uh-huh. You can't find it for less than maybe fifty bucks. Either that or Batskates needs to do a new pressing. But I would love. It's such a great record. It should be easy it easier is. to get. Yeah, it's a great. The first one is actually not too bad to find. Uh, Tom, that... uh oh, it's going up on my site here shortly. So there you I have go. Is it? <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm gonna. I'm you'll gonna have to that. take advantage of that PTID 10% discount. You with got the it. Code. There you go. <laughs> is it the, so? Is it the Batskate version? Yes, it is. Actually, I have several copies of that going up. So, nice. uh, anybody else that wants a copy, I'll have a couple up there here shortly. So well, the it, fun. The fun thing is, it, it'll take like, uh, you know, it'll be like nine days or something before this gets posted. That gives me time to sneak <laughs> in there. Well, that gives me a little leeway to actually post it, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'll, I'll, I'll be like nine days now. It's still not. I'll be like, dude, what's going on, man? What's, what's, what's happening? Now, didn't they have two different releases of that? There was the regular one, and there was like a limited to 500 one or something. It was like split-colored vinyl or something, because that's the one that I have. Yeah, there was, a, there, was the, um, there was several different editions, actually. Uh, originally, it came out on TKO, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And, yep. then, and then they did the full... Um, Silk screened, gatefold, um, uh, Jess R.I.P. version. Yeah, that's the one that I have. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's beautifully done and has you know awesome colored vinyl and it's got a a liner book, photo book in it. And I think Travis is notorious for just you know you order a record or a skateboard from him and he just kind of fills you up with goodies. So. Well, it's it's funny because they were a band that I'd never even really heard of like three years ago. But, man, I love that band so much, and I've been scooping up their seven inches as I go, and I got the first one on LP, of course, and I just, yeah, I was just looking, waiting for that second one. I mean, it, it makes me happy that I can grab a copy from you and be selfish, but I still think it's something that everybody should be able to get. So I hope it gets a repress. 
Yeah, and I, I, I think it's got a digital representation, if I remember correctly. But they actually, they actually started on Hostage, um, to Hostage's credit. And that radioactive uh, San Onofre 7-inch is fantastic. Um, I think I have And then the In the Bottles release, that has got, like, Gothic Chicks and... Superb, um, yep. You know, Bloody some, Mary. Yep. Some of... Yeah, some of their classic, you know, uh, when I was in Blood Soaked Hands, we played with them probably 25 times. Oh, we nice. played a lot when I was in Cat Party and when I was in Killing Guy. So, like, with San Club Mini, we all kind of played around. So, uh, I had the fortunate pleasure of playing, you know, with Jess many, many times. And, um, you know, I miss that dude wholeheartedly. And, uh, you know, Nothing but positive things to say. He was an interesting cat, and he, he loved uh, the extracurriculars uh, when it comes to shows and, and outside <laughs> and drawing and just everything else, you know. Well, what, we also the, we oh, also need it. We also need a broken bottles T-shirt because that's the one thing. I had a I, you sent me a dog's T-shirt, I think, but uh, I can't find a broken bottles T-shirt for the life of me. So that would I be love, good. And I love the dog. I love the dog's record too. Anybody who doesn't have the dog's record, everything you, the the records you put out, like I say I can't recommend enough that people check them out. Right. Uh, the dog's record is great. I do like broken bottles a little better, but you could definitely hear it was almost there. Like the dogs were almost to what what broken bottles were going to be. Um, little, well, definitely little, a little rough the, around the edges. Yeah, earlier, younger, um, definitely more, you know, Snotty punk and, and dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the Broken Models was definitely a little bit more um, uh, fine-tuned. A little more Orange County. A, a, a lot of Orange County. And kind of saw what was working for some bands and others and but still uniquely their own. And, um, yep. and Jess was such a mastermind with crafty lyrics and, and um, still like, you know, rough around the edges and, you know, and most importantly, dangerous. Like I just, just one of those bands I just always found to be so entertaining and, and so much fun to see live. Uh, highly recommend if you can check them out on YouTube. I know there's a lot of, you know, um, footage here and there just just a cool one to check out see it's so funny you mentioned them tom because i actually just ordered uh two more of the seven inches um i think i got them all now actually when these i ones have come. all the seven inches that have like like there's one like the last one they did both the songs were on the album like all the ones that have unique tracks to okay. the seven inch i have but they also did a 12 inch ep yep. their first release which had some good stuff on it like Kelly Osborne and stuff like that. They had some had some good <laughs> songs on it. Yeah, it's a not pretty uh, twelve inch. It really, I believe, it yeah. actually makes me want to play one of their songs. Can we sneak one of their songs in? Neil? we got room for an eighth song. Oh, sure, why? Not? Hey, it's our show. <laughs> Whatever the fuck we exactly. want. Well, how many how many does uh, Richie have left? <laughs> he has one left. He has a less. That's well, Slaughter Boys. Well, one hell, left. we got time. We got more time than that. Let's let's play uh, Kelly Osborne. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good I to mean, me. I don't, have we? Have we played a different? I don't know. I don't have the list in front of me of what we played by them. I know we played a handful of uh, broken bottle songs. I'm pretty but. sure we've played Kelly Osbourne. I wouldn't mind listening to Gothic Chicks if that's cool. Well, sure. That yeah, that's fine. Or Bloody Mary or whatever. I don't care. Whatever you want. Whatever you want to play. I know we've played Bloody Mary. Um, yeah, we're gonna play. Uh, this is gonna be Broken Bottles with uh, Gothic Chicks. One, two, three, four. <laughs> 
Broken bottles there with uh, their fantastic song "Gothic Chicks," which uh, I just there we go, Neil. I'm only four. I'm only four. I'm only four keystones in, and we're calling audibles. There you go. <laughs> hey, that's hey, dude. It's our show. That's the beauty of having our well, show. Well, I was right? going to say, what do you, what what do you need him to put out? You tell him what he needs to risk his own money on while we sit here and just enjoy the fruits of it, <laughs> the fruits of his labor, Neil. <laughs> no, I mean that's cool. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Any I, is there any unreleased broken bottle stuff? I wonder. I would have to imagine. So I know that, um, you know, with confirmation, I don't know for sure. Um, but I know that we were talking, uh, me and Travis, Travis had uh, some dead stock that we were talking about trying to um, do something special, like a, a, a collective piece for uh, Deadstock on one of their releases, um, uh, do like a Halloween version because that was Jess's like whole favorite um, 
you know, uh, kind of theme. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, talked about doing something in that lines, um, and kind of doing like a garage rock, uh, edition. Um, but you know, we will just have to have to see where that takes us. I, there's so much on the, on the roster right now, as far as like, I, I can't reaffirm, uh, enough to be in a one man op is incredibly time consuming. <laughs> yeah, bet, dude. Well, yeah. and, and you know, it's you, when you put out four albums right away to start out, like you wanted to come out with a bang. So you did, you know, you did major, I mean, was that too much? And in hindsight, was that too much to do at one time? It was a great start. And if it wasn't for COVID, you probably would have been rolling really well, obviously, because that kind of killed your momentum. But I mean, was that too much? You, you got a couple um, things at a time, plenty. I think you nailed it right there. Had COVID not put its ugly foot in my path, I would probably say probably right on in lines of how I normally work and my, uh, you know, my ADD, OCD, self-diagnose would, um, you know, handle things. I, I'm, I kind of work well under pressure and take a lot of things all on at once. And, you know, having, and, and of course, once you're in control, you can kind of make things work and not have to worry about, you know, uh, this decision or that decision. And when that power is taken from you in, 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 in um, context of COVID, uh, it was kind of like, wow, you know, this is one time where I truly have no say. And so it was a real learning lesson. And um, I think had that not been the case, I think uh, I'd probably be on either eighth or ninth release right now and totally on track. But once the whole pressing issue came into play, like all bets were off, you know, Um, that just really put a between the, you know, and a lot of it, I think it's just bullshit when they say supply chain and whatnot i think ultimately originally it came down to um uh the uh, employees the people to actually work in the facilities because a lot of them closed um and then getting those people to come back you know retaining them um i think that had a great amount not i mean in addition to like raw materials yeah you know a lot of that stuff is imported from china and um or, you know, overseas somewhere. It doesn't have to be China specific, but, you know, that did play into it. And then I think, um, you know, obviously, you know, raw materials. I I think the employee backlog, I kind of also think that there was a, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to shit where I sleep, but I think the whole record store day thing has really had a major impact on, um, us independents that wanted to keep it independent. Um, you know, a lot of the, the big wigs that, you know, kind of see this vinyl resurgence. Oh, let's get back on it. But they just want to take and take and not really, you know, yeah. People like Sony and I'm going to start calling people. I don't care about defamation, but like, you know, universal and Sony and all these big, you know, majors that are this, like you this said, man does not speak for us. <clears throat> this man does not speak for no, I'm just, just kidding. No, we're with you 100. percent 
But, you know, like like you said, you know, Taylor Swift and Adele and all these other, you know, they're pressing hundreds, you know, tens to hundreds of thousands of records. But they're not what the difference is, is 25 years ago, they were using their own plants. They weren't they weren't going to the the few that are out there that were always notoriously independent plants and utilizing them. So. Yeah. that's what's created this ultimate backlog is you know so yeah because they closed all they closed all their plants because they weren't using they sh- them. yeah they shipped them overseas and like uh i'm pretty certain that one of the majors went to like it got sold to mexico city there's a plant down there um a couple of them went to canada uh you know quite a few of them just got scrapped all together because they didn't have the foresight that you know, there was a possibility that there could be this resurgence and it's really come by back to bite a lot of us in the butts, you know, and it's well, really the, the little guy. Well, it's funny because it is you, we were talking to somebody about that. I don't remember who it was. Was it was it Mike, maybe Neil at Sexy Baby? He was like, yeah. for years, the independents kept these plants alive because the major labels weren't pressing any. And then as yeah. soon as they got a chance, they sold out again. You know, they, they just they just pissed all over the people who literally had helped them, them survive for the last yeah, yeah, decade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it's really unfortunate because like, I mean, I know several people now that are like, they've, they've asked me like, Hey, you have a record label. Like we want to put out our, our, our a record and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, uh, if you were to ask me in 2019, when I was, you know, thinking about, it, I would have been like, man, let's do it. I got this, you know, I, here's who I use. And, I, anybody asks me a question, I help them out. And, um, you but know, now you what, don't want to take the chance that they get in front of you in line and you get screwed. <laughs> yeah, right. It's well, dog I mean, dog. there's some truth to that. But at the same time, like, you know, I, I've always been, you know, rooting for the underdog. And, and you know, so where I can help, I, I always do. But that's one of my, my, my biggest gripes with the whole thing is just the fact that, you know, uh, the the – the state of where we're at right now, it just really doesn't help um, the, the, the low guy in the totem pole, you know? And it, yeah. it's unfortunate because I, I'm a dreamer. I, I you know, I, I already have a catalog of 25, you know, releases that I want to, in my head, that need to be put out. And it's like, at this rate, you know, who knows how long that would take? So you got that you got that list of twenty five, but unfortunately, it's only realistic to do a couple of year at this point. I'm if that. I mean, right now it's a well. You know. you know, it's funny. We know a bunch of guys who run little labels, you know, and and like our buddy Matt too, uh, Neil. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was putting out he was putting stuff out. You know, he did six releases or something. Very small label, you know, probably around what you're you're looking at doing. You know, a handful a year. And, uh, yeah, he hasn't done anything, I don't think, in the last two years. I don't think he's done one release, you know? So, and that's probably I mean, wise. I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, he's not throwing in the towel, but, you know, it's like, man, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. It's like when you were saying about, you know, keeping the indies alive. It's like the indies, um, you know, one of the one of the big, you know, uh, great points in being an independent, like, label is you know you can do small runs and a lot of the pressing plants up in pre-covid you know you could do they'd have specials all yeah you know you could do a hundred for 1200 bucks 
you know, and I mean, it's not a lot of room for profit, but at least you get your stuff out there. And yeah. then obviously the more you press, the bigger break you get. Um, but all those deals are gone, you know, and it's like, and well, they want 500 now and they're not, they don't want to do 200. They want to do 500. They want to do 500. They they're charging, you know, probably 25 to 30% more than what they were two years ago. And, you know, the whole inflation thing, I, I work at a grocery store. It's bullshit. It's a money grab, um, you know, and I, that's just my personal feeling. You Dude, know, I know the, stuff at Aldi, a lot of this, some of the stuff, I swear, is up like 80, 90 percent. Like what used to be a 92 cent bag of tortilla chips is now like $1.78 or something. It's insane. Really? Because I, 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 I love tortilla I chips, Dude, I eat like three bags a week. <laughs> I do, I do the price. I'm in charge of the price changes at my store. And I was like, yeah, initially it was like, you know, okay, there's like a hundred items that went up, but nothing like dramatic, but it's not what everybody's making it out to be. And I, I honestly think it's a full cash grab. You know, obviously the, the transportation costs of diesel will affect everything that, sure. that you know, is transported, but it's not as significant as what the oil companies are doing at the gas gas pump. It's mm-hmm. it's it should be no. They're making record profits. I mean, they, they make record I mean, profits. We'll see it in, on the quarterly, and then you know people will still blame this guy or that guy. But what it ultimately boils down to is, you know, we need to take a look at these uh, treasonous, um, un-American, unpatriotic people taking advantage of their own. You know. That's, I mean, that's not to get political. That's how I feel about it, though. So. Oh, absolutely. First, we should look at the treasonous business owners. Then we should look at the treasonous politicians. And when they're all dead, then we can just hold hands and sing and dance in a circle. <laughs> I'll leave that to you, Tom. Thanks. Like that Coca-Cola commercial, dude. I want to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. You guys uh, are causing me to have a fucking meltdown, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, and well, hey, there's a great little cutaway, and we're going to introduce the uh, Yo, nice one. of the evening. Yeah. Um, once again, on the new LP coming out on Garage Records titled Till the End of the Week, this is if the Slaughter okay, Boys. If you had to meltdown. guess.
right, that was the last one from the Slaughter Boys tonight. That was Meltdown off there. Actually, that premiere, was a worldwide right? exclusive, right? World exclusive. premiere. Yes. yes. That has not what? been heard yet. This is the premiere, so. So when do you do you have a guess as to when that when you expect that to be available, or do you not even want to speculate because of how screwy everything is? Um, well, as you know, according to my my representative um, at the pressing plant, it's due to go to press either the we're recording now on Thursday, so it should be going to press either Friday, Saturday, or sometime next week. So we're within a a ten day striking um position and then obviously shipping and then it gets here uh one man up so i put it all together and um so we're hoping three to four weeks now we'll have something um whether it's the true release we'll have some kind of pre-order or um and then it should officially be out in the next four to six weeks so it will not be ready for memorial day but it might be ready for it should be ready for fourth of july that's what I mean. Uh, we are hoping on that. That would be a great way to celebrate. For it would. That would be a great gift to America for its <laughs> birthday. Go. And it would be a great gift to you to have to box up like two or three hundred of them in one weekend to send them out at the pre-order. Well, hopefully five hundred. And like I said, once uh, – I, I wish I had uh, – Do you think you'll sell – I mean, do you think it has a chance of selling out the pre-order? Because if so, that's a good uh, – I'm, I'm, you know what, always hopeful, but I, in a real, realistic, and this, you know, people say, oh, I want this, and then they wait two months. So who knows? But I think uh, if this was taking place a week from now, I'd have confirmation. But there's, they got some really good um, tours and shows coming up. Um, I wish I could uh, elaborate a little bit more currently, but I'll. I would suggest uh, sticking to to the Facebook page because I'll keep you guys up to date. And cool. So, so with, without without giving away anything particular, do you think they will venture so far into the country as to make it in the middle part where where Neil and I live? Well, uh, Slaughter Boys just actually wrapped up an East Coast four dayer. They did Philly, New York, Washington D.C., and Boston. Um, that was in the end of April and. Uh, like I said, without getting into specifics, I mean, is that is that? I I did ask Neil if he could help out as far as booking maybe a weekender in the Chicago area, um, and uh, we have maybe no connections. We, make that happen. we have no um, connections. No connections, not even Reggie's or. But we know people who do. I mean, do. we go there and drink. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we know people who do though. So, yeah, that's true. Happen. Actually, that. That's not entirely true. We might be able to. We might be able to at least point you in the right direction. Well, that any any help would be. I mean, actually, Hunter, the drummer, is a uh, part of a booking firm too. So I'm sure if we just found the location, he could probably do all the wheeling and dealing. So um, he's pretty fantastic at that and puts together great shows. So sweet. Well, good man. I'm. I'm gonna tell you. I'm looking forward to that slaughter boys. I think that definitely. is a real. Yeah. That's definitely a, a a release for this year that I'm looking forward to. It's funny because I every all of my favorite records this year are very, you know, are smaller releases, very independent releases. It doesn't seem like there's been a really big, you know, there hasn't been that big unifying punk record that everybody loves. There's not a new Descendants record or something like that. Uh, I think this is the year of the great indie punk records. You know, lots of Lots of little records, great little records. 
I hope so, and I hope that this is this gets on some people's lists. Um, I there's a lot of hard work that was put behind it. Um, a lot of really good, talented, specialized people um, contributed to it, and um, you know I couldn't be more proud. I know these guys are proud of it, um, and we just can't wait to share it with you. It's uh, it's been a long time coming, and uh, and uh, yeah, so. And uh, more than anything, I, I appreciate you guys once having me back on again and allowing me to spew and rant and uh, be a little absent-minded and um, not have fully formulated sen- sentences. But so you fit in perfectly with us, mate. I was going to say, you might be absent-minded, <laughs> but I think you're the youngest one here, so you're the least absent-minded, yes. maybe. So. <laughs> By far, probably, right? But, uh, no, but thanks no, for coming listen, on man, we again. Appreci- we appreciate what you yeah. do, and I'm glad we were able to catch up again because, like I said, I, I remember after we talked to you last, I was like, oh, I'm sure we'll catch up at some point, but it's been – I don't know, two and a half years or something, Neil? It's two, been, two it's, years? It's just a little bit over two years. I, yeah, like two okay. years, one month. It was April, April 2020. Well, let's make so, it happen sooner. And sounds good. Well, you, I'll tell you what, man. You keep putting out records. We'll keep talking to you about them. <laughs> Radical. Is it a deal? Radical. I appreciate the support. Um, once again, I can't uh, reiterate enough that um, I appreciate everything you do. I appreciate you supporting me and what I do and the uh, punk community at large. And, uh, to the listeners, once again, um, PTID um, code at checkout, automatic 10% off, never expires. So please take advantage, support that's the amazing, uh, independent. Again, thank you for that. And that's, a, and that's a Garage Rock dash record. No, what is it? It's Garage Rock dash records, yes. Yes, Garage but if, you, if you Google Garage Rock records, it will come up. Okay. It's the first thing that pops up, and I don't know how that happened with it being – you know, people are like, oh, you only sell garage rock. And I'm like, no, no. I'm a one-man op that started in a garage. I've moved into the house, but I started in the garage. <laughs> the he wa- to, he the wife lets you win occasionally. That's good. You need to buy these records from before they get stacked up so high that literally he has like just little hallways between his records and a pile falls over and they don't find it for like two weeks dead <laughs> under the pile of records. So. That's true. No, but I got some great inventory actually being added. So please keep checking back. Um, like I said, and uh, yeah, cool man. Uh, thanks again awesome. for the continued support. We really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, we appreciate you, man. it. Thank, yep. Thanks for coming on. Yep. Neil, let's let's sign off and go to our respective homes, and I'm gonna go get a couple more keystones. And uh, but it was good catching up with you, dude. Yeah. Good catching up with you, Richie. Appreciate yep, it, man. It was. So uh, yeah. Too. Uh, yeah, so keep a little mark in your heart, stay free, and uh, we will talk to you all next time. Thanks, Jason. Yep, bye.